USGBC Plus Fall 2023 Hunters Point Residential Community in Florida Pursues Net Positive Power by Calvin Hennick Marshall Gobadi is glued to his phone. Gobadi, the 62-year-old founder and president of the Sarasota-based residential developer Pearl Homes, isn't posting selfies on Instagram. He's not debating politics on Facebook, he's not playing Candy Crush, and he's not even checking his stock portfolio. Instead, he's monitoring the electricity usage and energy production of the houses at Hunter's Point, an 86-home community that his company is building on Florida's Gulf Coast. Incorporating solar panels, storage batteries, and ample outdoor living space, these houses are among the first net-zero homes in the world. To Gobadi, the ongoing stream of data produced by the homes is a source of endless fascination. He wants to know how much electricity is being produced by the rooftop solar panels. He wants to know how much of this electricity the homes are using, how much is being stored in the home's batteries, and how much is being sold back to the power grid. Above all, he wants an up-to-the-minute update on the sum of all these data points. He wants to know how much more electricity the homes are generating than they are using. Looking through the app that tracks all of this information, Gobadi can't quite contain his enthusiasm. His sentences begin in one place and end somewhere entirely different. The meaning is clear, though, because in a sense he's saying the same thing over and over. We need to be doing this everywhere. We have just over one-third of the entire roof filled with solar panels, Gobadi says, doing some mental math to show that net-zero homes could be feasible, even outside of the Sunshine State. That means we have 60% more to go. So, if we wanted to generate more power, if the weather was inclement, and if it was cold, or if there were more cloudy days and we wanted to capture more power, which I do, by the way, when it does get cloudy, I go in and quickly take a look at my iPhone, and I can see how much power we're generating. You know the story when you're a kid and your mom tells you you're going to get sunburned in the clouds? This is crazy, Gobadi says, momentarily pulling himself out of the weeds. You know, I should probably have other things to worry about, but I live for this stuff. Partly, Gobadi's vigilance is a matter of necessity. On this very morning, when he first logged into the monitoring app, he noticed a spike in energy usage. When he investigated, Gobadi discovered that the utility had accidentally taken the community off of net metering, and it wasn't counting the electricity that the homes were delivering back to the grid. Gobadi alerted the utility to the error, and it was fixed within a few hours. Perhaps, Gobadi's hyperfocus also stems from a pinch-me disbelief that the net-zero community is thriving, an outcome that felt far from certain only a few years ago. Do I think it's going to work? I sure hope so, Gobadi said during an interview for another USGBC Plus article in 2019, back when the project was still in its planning stages. I'm taking something on that is game-changing, and I hope I'm right. It's a huge leap of faith. Gobadi launched the Hunter's Point effort as Pearl Homes was wrapping up its previous project, Mirabella. Like Hunter's Point, the 160-home development is located in Manatee County, Florida, and was a pioneering project the first large residential community composed entirely of lead platinum homes. Gobadi decided that Pearl Homes' next step should be building a lead zero energy community. There was a problem, though. No one had ever built even one lead zero energy single-family home before in the U.S., and Gobadi wasn't entirely certain it could be done. Pursuing lead zero in the residential sector takes a motivated builder or homeowner, explains Adam Jonash, lead AP BD plus C, the GBCI certification reviewer who worked on the Hunter's Point project. 
The certification currently requires 12 months of utility data to verify that the home operates at a source energy balance of zero. As an early adopter, Pearl Homes sees the value of lead zero in using real data to prove the efficiency of their home design, says Joe Nash. In fact, Pearl Homes amassed 18 months of data prior to its certification. Enter Gabadi. I'm at the age where I really want to have an impact whenever I do something, he says. As I learned more about net zero, I got goosebumps. I said I was going to do it before I fully realized what I was committing to do. Pearl Homes set up a test house inside of a warehouse. The home drew power from solar panels on top of the warehouse, storing the electricity in a battery from Sonnen, and employees aggressively used the space, leaving lights on a bit longer than necessary and running the dishwasher more often than needed to show that the home would stand up to real-world conditions. We ran it hard, Gobadi says. When I think about the time and energy and money and the staff, there was no income. It's not like I had a community just waiting to buy all these homes. It was just an idea but I had to prove that the home would perform before I said the words net zero. After 18 months of testing, Gobadi could show hard data proving that the Hunter's Point home design produced more energy than it used. In late 2019, that model home in a warehouse was certified as the world's first lead zero energy home. Joe Nash says he was very impressed by the innovation put into the Hunter's Point homes, especially features that boost resilience, such as the home's backup battery systems. A home is one of the biggest purchases people are going to make in their lives, he says, so they want something that's going to stand the test of time, especially in Florida and especially on the coast. Along with the battery system and solar panels, Pearl Homes designed a footprint that would appeal to high-end buyers while still keeping energy usage down. The houses, which sell for between 1.4 million and 1.8 million, comprise around 3,400 square feet of living space, but less than 1,700 square feet of that is heated and cooled, The rest is made up of covered lanais and screened patios, giving residents ample space to spread out without running up utility bills. The homes feature a steel roof, specifically designed to keep the solar panels from being damaged by the wind, and Pearl Homes opted for reduced carbon building materials during construction. In all, the sustainable features add around 5% to the cost of the home after tax incentives, a figure that Gobadi notes is less than a typical realtor's fee. 32 of the planned 86 homes have been sold, with 18 already occupied. Pearl Homes is currently only initiating two starts per year, two starts per month, due to labor shortages. So far, those homes are achieving around a 35% energy surplus, an impact that Gobadi notes is equivalent to planting 13 trees per month, although only the model home has achieved LEED Zero Energy certification so far. The performance has been so startling that Pearl Homes recently began allowing homeowners to install swimming pools, which were initially not allowed to keep energy use down. What Marshall has built, including the house itself and low-carbon building materials, and then the battery, is state-of-the-art from an energy systems perspective, says Blake Rochetta, chairman and CEO of Sonnen Incorporated, the American division of the German battery maker Sonnen Group. These homes should be considered part of the blueprint for the decentralized grid of the future, he says. Rochetta notes that Gobadi initially wanted to set up a virtual power plant, a model in which the utility would have paid to control homeowners' batteries to help better, better balance the grid, but the state's power provider wasn't interested. Most people would have stopped at that point, but Marshall didn't stop, Rochetta says. If he was able to do this without the utility even being involved, then it should be really straightforward to do it in other places where the utility is willing to be a partner. Nathan Conley, who operates his family's construction firm Redline Pipeline in Colorado, 
wasn't initially looking for a net zero house, or even a home with sustainability features, when he began scouting potential vacation properties between Tampa and Sarasota. He was initially drawn to Hunters Point simply for its location, but as he began to learn more about the LEED Zero Energy Certification, he became increasingly interested in that aspect of the property. We were first sold with the location, Conley says. Then, when we learned about the house, the community, and the net zero rating, that's what really intrigued us and made us want to buy into the community. It just seemed like a home run for us. Conley says he loves the floor plan of the house, and that even though only around half of it is heated and cooled, up to eight people have comfortably stayed overnight in the house at once. The extra cost of the sustainability features was negligible, he says, compared to the premium that some people pay to buy a home on a nearby island. In addition to the reduced energy bills and environmental impact, Conley says, he was impressed by the ability to monitor the home and fully charge its battery in preparation for a recent hurricane that hit Florida. He's even considering adding solar panels and a battery to a home that he is planning to build in Colorado. It made us feel like we were buying a better house, Conley says of the net zero rating. The house has new technology. It definitely stands out from everything else on the market, and that made it feel like a better investment when thinking about potential resale value in the future. The question is whether the larger home building industry is ready to make the leap to net zero. Sam Acosta, who managed construction reviews and inspections for Manatee County when Hunter's Point was going through the approvals process, says the homes are still cutting edge and appeal to a select constellation of buyers. He also notes, though, that severe weather events in the state are causing the Florida Building Commission to require more resilient design through their building codes. The FEMA maps change, and sometimes the areas that formerly were not in a flood zone, they become in a flood zone, Acosta says. In addition, there have been changes to the windborne debris regions. When I first got to Manatee County, only the areas near the coastline were required to have impact-resistant windows. Today, it's the entire county. Most builders are not going to go over and above what's required by the building code, Acosta says, because it is difficult to convey the benefits to the average consumer. Gobadi is hoping to change that. If we can do this across the country, could you imagine the carbon savings, he says? I love that we did this, and I love that my grandchildren think it's cool. I like that we did something different. But until the national builders adopt this way of building, it's all going to be for naught. Recently, Gobadi got a call from a large commercial developer that was working on a project in Nashville, seeking advice on how to build to net zero standards. The call came in on a Thursday, and Gobadi was on a plane to Tennessee the following Tuesday, eager to share the gospel of lead zero energy. I will do this for free, Gobadi says. I do not charge for our advice. We're completely transparent. For me, the big win would be a regional or a national builder starting a net zero division, with 150 homes a year, or 1,000 homes, to see if it works for them. And I think that's going to happen. I don't know when, but I'd really like to see it happen in the next five years. When Pearl Homes was testing the model home, the walls of the company's warehouse were plastered with slogans about the purpose behind the work. A life well lived, read one of the signs. This language has made its way into the marketing materials for the homes at Hunter's Point. The website doesn't hype the prospect of lower utility bills or even make much mention of the community's stunning waterfront setting. Instead, it talks about generational sustainability. The language is aimed directly at an affluent audience, a group of buyers that can afford a home well into the seven figures, but it seeks to expand their view of what it means to leave a worthwhile legacy. Our entire world is built around the pursuit of generational wealth. The idea that you can earn enough in your lifetime to provide for the generations that will come after you, 
the website copy reads. But what of the planet that your descendants will inherit? A healthy bottom line means nothing if we lose the ways we enjoy it. Those words resonated with Conley, who has seen the amount of waste generated by construction projects firsthand. That's the hardest part, when you see all the things that are thrown away. It kind of makes you feel like you're not leaving a better world for your children, he says. It feels good to be a part of something that is pushing things forward. Kobadi is still waiting for the larger industry to adopt net zero homes, but for now, he can take satisfaction in the experiences of homeowners like Conley. They know how clean the air is that they're breathing. They know how much energy their homes are creating, Gobadi says. I'll tell you, when I look on my app and I see how much energy these homes are generating, I can't stop smiling.